Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I hope you guys are having an incredible day. It's a super sunny, beautiful, summery day here in Michigan, and I'm getting ready to make no-bake cookies, which are like my fave. So I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about this message. It just has been burning on my heart today, and I could not wait to sit down and start recording because I'm excited about this topic. We're going to be talking about speaking life. So this is something the Lord has really just cultivated in my own heart over the last several years about the importance of speaking in agreement with the word of God, speaking life and not death. We know that the word says that life and death are in the power of the tongue and we have the opportunity and the option to choose what words come out of our mouth. And so I want to first start out with just addressing what the word says. It says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we're speaking things that are constantly pessimistic and negative and contradictory to the word of God, we first have to start with examining our hearts. And there's a scripture that I love that says and allows for the God, for God to examine our hearts, to test our anxious thoughts, to see if there's any wicked way in us, and to lead us in that way everlasting. And I actually have this giant picture that I bought at at home. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that place, but I love it. It's a home decor place, and it's this beautiful white framed picture that is in my bathroom, and it says, created me a clean heart. And that is the cry of my heart in every moment of my life. God, create a clean heart in me. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Um, and so I just encourage you to start with that. Ask God to shine his light on your heart, to show you if there are areas in your heart where you have believed a lie or you have come into agreement with the enemy because what comes out of your mouth is a reflection of what is inside your heart. So if you're speaking hopeless words or if you're speaking hope filled words, that's a reflection of what's going on in your heart. So I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you will illuminate the condition of our hearts, God, that you would illuminate the condition of my own heart, Lord, and that you will show me if there are things in my heart and in my mind that I have believed that are not from you, that are not your best, that are not in alignment with your word, that you will show me that, Lord, and that you will show my listeners that, God, and that we would be repentive and turn from those thoughts in Jesus' name. So, yeah, so starting there is so important and just knowing that that's where it all begins. The basis of our speech comes from there. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, they're leery about messages about about our speech because we automatically go to doctrine that is like, name it, claim it, and flab it, grab it, and that whole thing, which is not at all where I'm coming from. I'm coming from speaking life and speaking words that edify, encourage, build up, The word tells us that our speech should always be full of grace, seasoned with salt. So is your speech salty? And I know that word is used a lot in a negative connotation of like salty, she's bitter, she's rude, she's nasty. (laughs) But, But being salty is 
is enhancing the flavor of conversations that you're a part of. We are called to be salt and light. And so is your presence in a situation bringing the light of God's glory into the situation? Is your speech bringing an enhancement of flavor or is it dull and death-filled and mundane and lackluster? I mean, there's a million words we could use to describe that. Or does your speech bring life? Does it encourage people who hear it? It Does it bring hope? Does it bring joy? Does it bring love and light into the situation? I pray personally for the latter. And so that's what I want to talk about. This whole podcast just about the reality of coming into agreement with God's word, praying it, believing it, speaking it. And we have to start with getting his word inside of us. That's something that I will probably hark on the rest of my life. Definitely on this podcast is just the need, the deep need to know the word of God, to have it inside of us, to be rooted and grounded in his word. Because if his word is in us, it's going to come out of us. And so that's one of my favorite things to pray. Like when we don't know how to pray, obviously we can always pray in the spirit. I definitely recommend that. That's something we should always be doing. But to pray God's word over situations, over circumstances, over people, when we're releasing God's word, that's releasing out of our mouth. That's releasing life over situations. And so when we look at a situation and we see something in someone's life that is contradictory to what the word of God says, being able to pray differently over that situation and then to see God's word come alive in situations and circumstances. And so... That's something that I'm super passionate about, and I just pray that you are as well. Just the privilege of knowing his word and being able to speak it, to speak it out over our communities. I've had so many times where I'll just be praying in my living room because I'm the crazy girl who loves to pray all the time, and just praying over my own community and praying against the spirit of addiction and the spirit of lust and things that are contrary to God's best that I know are enemy agendas. And we can look at situations and see, does it bring abundant life? That's our clue that it's from God. Or is it stealing, killing, and destroying? Because we know that that is the MO of the enemy. And we know that we have authority as believers to come against whatever the enemy is devising. And we can pray the word of God over it and see a difference, see a change. So, I want to share a quick testimony. I actually just thought of this and I feel like I'm supposed to share it. So every morning on my way to work, when I used to work in cold water, I actually don't work there anymore. I got a different job. But on my way to work every day, I had certain places along my path in the morning where I would pray for different things. I would always pray for my future husband. So if you are tuning in, listening to this podcast, I am praying for you. I pray for him every morning. I would pray for my family And then I would pray for my church and then just whatever else. I would always just say, Holy Spirit, show me if there's different things that I'm supposed to pray for. So I would do that. And there was one morning specifically that I didn't even get outside of town. And the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart that I needed to specifically pray for the schools. And it was like an urgency inside of me. And so I just started praying um, for angels to be dispatched to our school that that any weapon that the enemy was forming would not prosper, that his 
weapons would be dismantled, that any agenda he had would be canceled in Jesus' name. Like that was pretty much the gist of how I was praying for that. And then I felt a release from it and I moved on and prayed for my husband, prayed for my family, prayed for everything else God put on my heart that morning. And so I found out actually either later that day or the next day that there was a young person in our high school who had decided to take a loaded gun to school. Um, I'm from a small town community. I know it's stereotypical to say that would never happen here, but honestly, that's like the mindset when you're in a small community. I've been raised in this community. This is all I've ever known as far as living. Like I've always lived here. And that just the stuff that you see on the news literally just does not happen in my community. And so I found out that there was a young man that was apprehended before he was able to do anything that he had planned to do that day. Um, someone was someone was given knowledge of the situation and turned him in and he was apprehended and nothing happened. And so he had he had people that he had targeted specifically and then he was just his plan was to just go on a shooting spree till he ran out of bullets, kill himself and be done with it. And thank God for the Holy Spirit because even though I didn't know specifically what I was praying for that morning, I had the privilege and the and the mandate like I don't want to make it sound like oh I just got to pray for him like it was an urgency inside of me that like I had to pray for this situation and so thank God for the Holy Spirit that he shows us of things to come that he shows us things to pray for and that we really do carry an authority as believers to thwart the plans of the enemy I think sometimes we think everything that happens in life is God's will it's God's plan so if something happens good or bad it's all his will and that is not true sometimes we just are not engaging like we should be and so one perfect example that I love to use of how God's will does not always happen we know that the word of God actually lists a lot of different things that are God's will one of them is that we're always thankful to always be thankful well we're not always thankful so obviously we're not always functioning God's will his word says that his will is that none perish, that all know him. And we can look around our world and see that not everyone has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not everyone is walking that out in their life. So obviously God's will is not happening. Um, there's so many other examples in scripture of what God's perfect will looks like. And we can know that God's perfect will is not always happening in everyone's life. And so it's our responsibility as believers to hear the voice of God to be open for our spiritual ears, to hear what he's saying. For me, when I'm hearing him speaking, it's like a really loud thought that's not my own. Like it's a thought that enters my mind and we all have that. We have thoughts that come into our mind. Sometimes they are our own thoughts. Sometimes they're the thoughts of the enemy and sometimes they're God. And we have to be able to discern that. But thank God, Jesus says that my sheep know my voice and another voice they will not follow. So we can be confident when we hear God speaking, we can know. And that's that's developed through relationship with him, through spending time with him, through being in the word to know that whatever God is speaking to you will always line up with the word. And I just see such a, a movement in the body of Christ where we're like word only or we're Holy Spirit only. And I want to just say that it's not an either or. It's a 
both and. And that actually was a message that was preached last night at a at a service that I went to, which was incredible. Shout out to Trees Church. They are hosting these revival services, which have been beyond incredible. I could probably do five podcasts just on how awesome they've been. But that's what Jesse Champ was talking about last night. It's like we, a lot of us want the word, but we just don't want to deal with the Holy Spirit because people think that like if you let the Holy Spirit loose, things could get crazy. You could lose order like in church, like things could happen. And we're so agenda driven that we're unwilling to let the Holy Spirit move. We are fixed to like a 45 minute service, a offering time, a 45 minute message, and then we're out the door and we really leave no room for the Holy Spirit. And like God was really challenging my heart last night as I was thinking about that. Like how many services have I been in where it was all man and no Holy Spirit? And that's not a knock to any church or services that I've ever been in. I believe that I attend an incredible church right now that does leave room for the Holy Spirit. But I think about the church as a whole, that how often are we going to services and sitting in services every week and it's all man-made agenda. God is not having his way among the people. People are not finding freedom. People are not being freed from addiction. People are not being healed in their body. People are not being baptized in the Holy Spirit. People are not being baptized in water. People are not discovering what their God-given calling is and coming alive in that and walking it out. And it's because we have made church such a man-made endeavor. And it's predictable. It's safe. And so I will just say the Holy Spirit is not safe. He will make you uncomfortable and call you out of your comfort zone. And thank God, because I want to live in that place of being uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable because that's where miracles happen. Signs, miracles, wonders, all of those things. Like nothing about God, if you read the word, is safe and cozy. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other subject. So I see a lot of that with the church as a whole is we want to be in the word, but we're just afraid of letting the Holy Spirit have his way. Or there's the other end of the spectrum where it's like, Holy Spirit, everything. We want to hear words of knowledge. We want to hear prophetic words. We want to be spoken into. We want whatever. And there's no word of God being given. And it's all Holy Spirit. We're asked to just prophesy. And I've heard ministers say this, like they've had pastors that will tell them, hey, I want you to come to my church and I want you to prophesy and minister to my people, but don't stay out of the word of God. And it's not that they don't like the word of God or that they don't believe in the word of God, but they want all Holy Spirit, no word. And that is dangerous too. We need both. We need both. We need a solid understanding and depth in the word of God. And we need a move of the Holy Spirit where he can have his way in both of them together. Neither one will ever contradict the other. And that is like a beautiful symphony. And that is what we need. And so I encourage you to Ask God to give you a love for his word. Ask him for just free reign in your own life, for the Holy Spirit to be able to interrupt your life, to, you could, you know, you could be driving to work one day and he could say, I need you to pray for this person. Or you could be walking through a store and he could say, hey, my daughter over there is dealing with this. I want you to go pray for them. So I am praying right now just that your spiritual ears and eyes would be open and that you would be able to hear God's voice in that situation. Because I know I can look back over my own life and I have had certain times where I just 
so desperately needed a word of encouragement and another believer came alongside and said, hey, like the Lord is showing me this or that. And they were able to speak life into my weary heart. And those moments just set me free. And so as believers, we should want to do that for each other. We should want to be there for each other to speak life, to come into agreement with what the word of God says, to be able to hear his voice so we can know how to pray. Sometimes we don't know how to pray over a certain situation, but we can ask him. So next, um, in two weeks, actually, it's in two weeks, I'm helping out with a women's retreat, which I mentioned in my previous podcast, but I'm helping out with that. And one of the things as a leader of this retreat that I was asked to do is to write a note to a third of the women. There's three of us leading the retreat. And so we each, we divvied out the names of the women that are registered and we wrote each of them a note, a personal note that they'll get when they arrive. And I I love this idea. Michelle came up with this idea and I thought, this is incredible. This is my jam. This is like my thing. I love stuff like this. And so as I was writing the cards earlier today and prepping for that weekend, I asked the Lord, like, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to this person specifically? Because I didn't want to write just a generic message of like, God loves you and you are you matter, which is so true. And we need to hear that. We need to remind ourselves of that. We need to remind each other of that. But I wanted to be able to give each woman a specific word that was just for her, that she would know that God cared about her deeply and that it would be something that would just be impactful to her for this weekend. And so that's what I did. And then another example, I had a time where I was leading youth group and the Lord told me that I would just use the night to speak life into each of the kids individually and that he would show me what to say to each of them. And so that's just another example of the need to be able to hear the Holy Spirit, the the honor and privilege it is to be able to speak out his truth over people. And I don't know, it's just... It's just something that I'm so passionate about and that means so much to me because I've seen the effect of it in my own life and I've seen the effect that it's had on other people as I've stepped out in it. And so, yeah, I hope this message encourages you to speak life, to constantly allow the Holy Spirit to examine your heart, to show you if there are things inside of you that aren't pleasing to him, that aren't part of his perfect plan for you, and then just to be obedient to speak up, to be bold, and to step out into all he has for you. So pray this encourages you. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means so much to me that you guys take time out of your day to listen into my podcast. And I'm so excited. If you guys follow me on Facebook, I actually have a page called Just Janice. And I just release podcast information on there, encouragement, and whatever the Lord puts on my heart. But if you guys are on there, you already know this. And if you're not, I was super excited last week because New Zealand has been listening in to the podcast. So that's so encouraging to me. We're up to nine different countries and it's just, it's encouraging to see the fruit of obedience because that's really what it is for me. I felt like the Lord said, start a podcast. So I did. I didn't know if anyone beyond my own mom would listen to it, but people are, and that's encouraging to me. And so thank you guys for listening and for all of your encouragement that you send me through private message or phone calls or whatever regarding my podcast. Just know that I am encouraged by it and I love and appreciate you guys so much. So I'm going to end the podcast in prayer because that's what I 
love to do. So let's do that. Father God, I thank you so much for every listener on this podcast. Lord, I pray for an awakening in each and every heart, Lord, that they will hear your voice with just a, that they would just be so in tune with your voice. They would hear your voice clearly, Lord. I pray that when the enemy speaks into their ear, God, that they would quickly recognize that it is not your voice and they would dismiss it and get rid of it right away, God. I pray that there would be an increase in hearing your voice over every single person who is listening in, God, that we would know your voice because we know you. Lord, I pray for a deep hunger for your truth, for your word, and for your presence. Lord, I thank you that you're moving in our lives. God, I thank you for your good plans. And God, I pray that we would be people who have speech that is full of grace, seasoned with salt, that we would change atmospheres everywhere we go, that we would impact this world for the with the truth of your word and your truth. God, we are so thankful that you live and abide within us and that we carry you wherever we go. God, I thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.